Hello and welcome to episode number 79 of the audio podcast with the VK bros, Alex and Jason Von Cannell. How are you this morning, Alex? I'm good. Um, you might be asking about why we have the new furniture, the new set, mm-hmm. and it's because I'm moving house this weekend mm-hmm. and the place we're moving into is way smaller than the place that we're currently in. Mm-hmm. It's way smaller on the inside. It's got much more space on the outside, right. which is cool. We're going to have a cool little outdoor area, but we've just commandeered this um, this table and Put in the comments if you if you like this setup a little bit better than the uh, automotive yeah. theme <laughs> tires and piece of marble that I found upstairs. Yeah, well, we've obviously dropped the class back a little bit because we've gone from a marble tabletop to mm. a you know regular old faux wood tabletop. <laughs> um, congratulations on finding a place. I know it was a little bit tough trying to find a uh, residence at the moment. Yeah, it was a bit of a struggle. Like, every single joint you went to, there was, like, 20 people outside. Mm. I think most people are getting kicked out of their places because you can only jack the rent up to current tenants by a certain percentage. But if you kick them out and relist it at whatever price you want... Yeah, I get you. You can sell whatever price you like. There's a place directly across the road from the place we're currently in, Mm -hmm. and that, I think, is, like, $80 a week overpriced. Wow. And it, it is sitting there. Like, it's not... It hasn't been rented yet, but... I think people are just having a go. And why mm-hmm. not? Got the opportunity, have a go. Yeah, make hay while the sun shines, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, so look, we've got, we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, now, a couple of things I just want to throw out there. Uh, obviously, last week was a bit of a shorter podcast for reasons uh, out of our control, unfortunately. Uh, thanks to everyone who, who dropped in. We had three new subscribers from last week's episode. Mm-hmm. So, guys, welcome aboard. Thank you. And obviously, anyone else who is sitting here watching this who hasn't yet subscribed on YouTube or any of the audio platforms, please do. It really helps the channel out. We'd love to see, I, I would love to see by June, mm-hmm. or should we say by the end of the year, I'd love to see 100 subscribers on YouTube. So, if there's anyone that's in your network that you think might benefit, mm-hmm. send it to them, ask them to subscribe. Yep. It's free, who cares? Yeah, exactly right. It helps the channel out. And look, obviously, three in one week's pretty good. Uh, we we are building a little bit as well. So I think we're up to, what, 72 subscribers at the moment, but the more the merrier. Yeah. Uh, also, feel free to join in in the comments below. Uh, we obviously want to promote discussion. I did update our, I guess, our blurb, because obviously this channel has evolved a fair bit since we first started it. So I wanted the blurb to actually reflect how it has evolved during that period of time. And... One of the biggest things that we do want to encourage with this channel, because we do talk about a lot of the subjects that the mainstream media refuses to talk about, or the corporate media refuses to talk about, but we want to promote conversation and debate between differing opinions. Differing opinions are good. That's what we want. Everyone has differing opinions. We don't want to live in a world where you're only allowed to have one opinion. And unfortunately, it appears that we're on our way towards that. We want to be one of those places where uh, that isn't the case. We want to have real, rational conversations between differing opinions because at the end of the day, the only way that any of us get better or get closer to the truth is by actually having conversations with people outside our own echo chambers. So, yeah, and not just not just talking, but listening, I think, is a, bit, is a big part. Yeah? Yeah. Try to have a conversation with the mindset to understand what the person is trying to get across mm. and listen. ask questions and, and don't just don't just listen to respond, listen yeah. to understand. That's, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, I just want to start off with some uh, personal news this week. Uh, my wife and I got some unfortunate news yesterday. 
where so my wife's pregnant very heavily pregnant she's about 35 weeks at the moment and she got a phone call from the hospital yesterday because one of her blood test results from this week has tested positive for a virus called cmv mm-hmm. which is cytomegalovirus uh now in normal adults it's no biggie i think like 50 percent of the country has it right and when you do get it it's it just it kind of comes across like flu-like symptoms so for a few weeks, she sort of thought she had COVID, but she didn't have all the tests and stuff like that, no COVID. Uh, where you have dramas is in pregnant women with the fetus. If the fetus gets infected with this CMV, it can cause birth defects. Yeah, right. Which is obviously pretty heavy. Yeah, um, heavy. So now it's only like one in 10 children that get it actually go on to have any serious birth defects. And really what it comes down to is how early into the pregnancy Amanda actually got it. We're hoping that she only got it a couple of weeks ago, which mm. is when she started feeling way worse. Um, and all of the developmental scans and everything we've had up until that period of time have been really positive, yeah. really good. Uh, sort of no signs of drums before that. So we've taken some more tests yesterday. Uh, we're booked in on Wednesday for another ultrasound uh, to actually check the baby out. Now... This is one of those really disgusting things that's happening at the moment in that I won't be allowed to attend that ultrasound at the hospital. Right. Because I'm not vaccinated. And that's really frustrating. Have you been definitively told that yes. you cannot be there? Yeah. Okay. When when the hospital called us to confirm the booking yesterday, we asked the question on speakerphone and they've uncategorically said I'm not allowed to attend. Because I spoke to a friend yesterday who went to a hospital to see some specialists and never came up. They went themselves as the patient. As the patient. That's different. Okay. So um, if you're if you're the patient, you can go in, they can't refuse you. If you're a visitor, they can and they are. Uh, now, when it comes to the actual birth, birth and death situations are different. So if you're the support person, then you're allowed in. Mm. But because this is just a test, I'm not allowed in, which... It's very frustrating considering we've got the prevalence of things like rat tests and stuff like that now, where I could test negative to the virus and still be declined entry into the hospital. Yeah, it's, it's makes no sense. It's absolute nonsense. It so makes no sense. it's making a, a, a bad decision worse. And ironically, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who's pregnant at the moment uh, a few days ago, and we were talking about how because this is our second child of the pandemic, and Nate was born. I've said this a million times before on the pod, but Nate was born on the day that the first case of mm. COVID was at the Gold Coast Hospital. Which I noticed they didn't... They celebrated the 28th as the day. And I was like, no, it was definitely the 26th. Yeah, right. There yeah. you go. Yeah, so that's a bit strange. But anyway, um, maybe they just didn't want it to have it on Australia Day or something like yeah, that. Yeah, You know, who knows? Yeah. But... I mean, anyway. it, would seem, it would seem a bit crazy to change the facts to fit a particular narrative. Oh, yeah, they would never do that. They would never do that. But what's been frustrating is in that first 12 months after Nate was born, which is obviously when the pandemic first kicked off, we were a little bit, not complaining, but we were pretty upset at the lack of medical care we were able to receive for Nate when he got sick Mm. in that first period of time. And I get it, you know, you had doctors and staff who we didn't know what COVID really was. There were no vaccines at that point, so they couldn't protect themselves. We didn't know what treatments were available. So there was a lot of fear driving those decisions. 
And the frustrating thing for me during that time is it's like the justification for doctors not seeing patients was if the doctors get sick and they're knocked out, then they can't see anyone. It's like, okay, cool, but you're not seeing any patients anyway, so what's the difference? You're actually just being preemptive. You're doing it earlier than it would happen had you actually seen someone gotten a disease. And no offence to doctors or nurses, because I I know that you guys have had it really, really tough for the last two years, but is is getting exposed to diseases not part of the gig? Like, are are you getting into the practice, being a doctor, thinking you're never going to be exposed to a disease? I don't think it was their choice. Maybe, maybe not. So, and that's why it's you're, you're emotionally charged by it because you're living on, on the other side of it. Yeah. But from what I can see, mm-hmm. and my anecdotal evidence is that it's, this is not an individual decision. Yeah. This is and all stuff that's been made high up. Yeah, and which shouldn't, no have been, shouldn't have been made Agreed. high up. And it, it's, it would like be like the equivalent of having uh, firefighters who it's like, no, nah, we can't expose them to fire. Yeah, because there's a bigger fire that might be coming. So Yeah, that's yeah, right. So we're, we, gonna we're not going to expose them to the danger of this smaller fire because there might be a bigger fire coming down yeah. the track. So we're going we're gonna to save the workforce for that bigger fire. So everyone knows when you, when you take on a job, whatever that job might be, there's a level of risk that comes with that job. I'm doing landscaping at the moment. I sent you boys a, a clip mm. the other day of a massive carpet snake that I mm. saw. And the ironic thing is in the few months that I've been doing landscaping, I haven't seen that many snakes, Mm. which means there's been heaps of snakes I haven't seen. That's part of the job, right? So anyway, getting back to to the point. So this conversation I was having with this friend of mine was about how there's been a frustrating lack of medical care for people who really need it Mm. during this period of time. Because the only thing that any, any doctor, at least that we've spoken to, seems to care about is COVID. So obviously I have, I've got a pregnant wife who was feeling very sick for like two weeks. Uh, she was only given phone consults by our doctor. So we've got an assigned doctor mm. because of the pregnancy. So every test, every, everything gets sent back yep. to the same doctor. She would only want to speak over the phone. Like you've got a pregnant, pregnant women are supposed to get regular checkups to make sure everything's fine. Get your blood te- pressure tested. Ask how you're feeling. Because my wife's not a whinger. You know, she she normally cops everything on the chin. So it normally takes a doctor questioning her going, okay, no, but how do you really feel about this? And then she might say, okay, I've got the symptom. Okay, cool, let's get that checked out. Mm. We haven't received that. And the concerning part, especially with this cytomegalovirus, is, like I was saying before, it depends on how early in the pregnancy that she got it. And we're hopeful that it was only in the last mm. couple of weeks. If it was before that and we didn't even know about it and we could have known about it, that would be pretty disappointing. Well, I know that... There are therapists out there that are no longer seeing patients that aren't vaccinated. Wow. And you'd think that they'd know the science good enough now to understand that as long as you are, you're protected. Yeah. And they're like, oh, but we have high-risk people there. Yeah, well, are they vaccinated? Yeah. Because like, like, why are we still using that? Why, why isn't it just testing? Yeah. Like, if, if you want to gain entry into a facility or a service, and especially if you're a therapist... You've got vulnerable individuals yep. that you are declining care. Yeah. What are these people going to do to themselves? Yep. Most people, it takes a fair bit to send them to a therapist in the first place. Yeah. And now that one person that they're trusting to, to rely on to help them through a really particularly tough period in their life is going to go, nah, because you didn't make a choice, the right choice, you don't well, get served. My, my, my advice to my friend was... Well, if they're not reading the updated science, what makes you think they're giving you a higher level of care? That's a really good point. You know, mm. they they have not they have not moved with the way the science has moved. Yeah. So you move. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's a very very good point. So, 
And look, the, the main reason why I wanted to bring this up, so CMV, cytomegalovirus, for in the small amount of research I've done on the subject since finding out the news. You're not supposed to do your own research? Yeah, I know. Um, well, we've kind of had to because, again, our doctors haven't really told us anything about it. Yeah. It's just like, hey, get all these tests and we got to monitor you. All right, cool. For what? Mm. Oh, well, you'll be seeing someone on Wednesday. Like, yeah, you're forced to do your own research with this stuff. Mm. And again, like, so the biggest frustration that I received out of this is... This potentially could have been avoided because there was a key piece of information that we weren't told, we were never told throughout the entire period of this pregnancy, which is pregnant women are apparently supposed to avoid saliva and urine from toddlers because toddlers are the biggest carriers of CMV. And Nate's been going back to daycare. So clearly it appears to us that Nate is the one who potentially has given this to Amanda. We were never told throughout the pregnancy, avoid saliva and avoid urine. you got a toddler. He's toilet training at the moment. Do you know how many times he's had accidents and pissed on a man's hands or something yeah, like yeah. that? And yeah, she washes her hands and all that sort of stuff because we're hygienic people. But what is frustrating, she literally does every single thing right when she's pregnant. She doesn't touch alcohol. She doesn't, like, she doesn't eat any of the foods that you're not supposed mm. to eat. She takes L of it, even though, like, she gets morning sickness and it makes her want to vomit because the tablets are quite big, but she takes the, the vitamins that you're supposed to take. She rests when she can. With... She would have done the right thing if she had known. Exactly. Yeah. Had she been told what to do, she would have done that. She's done everything right as far as COVID goes. Both of us have avoided COVID the entire pandemic, especially while she's been pregnant because mm. we've done everything that you're supposed to do to avoid that stuff. So had we been told about this just key piece of information, which... Again, when you look at the difference between, like, we, you, you remember a few months ago, we got all of these, these scare tactics about, oh, pregnant women, um, if you get COVID, it can be really, really deadly for you. Mm. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, CMV has been at least known about for 60 years. Now, for a start... I'd never heard of it. Yeah, I'd never heard of it either. This is something that we know is out there that we know can cause birth defects in children, mm. and we don't even educate people about it. Yeah. And all we want to talk about is fucking COVID. Yeah. Which... Again, have you guys seen anything on the news about pregnant women going to hospital and dying from COVID? No. Mm. We got the, the fear campaign early yeah, on, but you haven't seen anything in the data or anything reflected in the data. And I did see something on the hospital website the other day saying that COVID uh, is not transferred from the mother to the baby. Yeah, that, right. That's on the, the hospital website. So I guess there's been enough studies done to show that Pregnant women aren't passing COVID onto their children. Yeah. Guess what? They can pass CMV onto their children, and we don't talk about it. So although this situation is pretty shit for you guys, the thing that you need to be really focused on is having like a positive mindset. For sure. Not looking for the blame. Yeah, 100%. I think, I think the stress is worse. Same as COVID. I totally stress get it. worse than the... Um, this is why I brought it up, because I want to give all of you guys out there, the warning that we didn't have. Yeah, so sure. if you are pregnant or considering getting pregnant and you've already got a small child, please, if you're the pregnant woman, avoid contact with their saliva and with their urine as much as you possibly yeah. can. Uh, I mean, it, it, Just to reduce the risk. Just to reduce the risk. Exactly right. Because, again, that's education and that's what we're here. That's what we're about and here at the Audio Podcast. Oh, Pfizer, where are you at? <laughs> well, uh, I... Too small a number of people. Well, no. Too, too few customers. Mate, uh, people who are born with birth defects usually take a lot of medication. Yeah, if you want to be real cynical true. about it. Yeah, yeah, 
Why would you fix something that's going to line the coffers for the next 80 years of their lifetime? Um, You've got to work through that process now. Of course. Yeah. And look, at the end of the day, we are where we're at now and we understand that. Mm. So trying to approach this as rationally as possible, like you said, there's no point in trying to play the blame game mm. because we can't go backwards now. Yep. We are where we're at. So we're booked in for that scan on Wednesday. Hopefully we get good news there. So guys, thoughts and prayers from you Fingers if you crossed. can. Um, obviously, I'm not a religious person. Any of you out there who are, pray to you, God, whoever that is. Um, fingers crossed everything will be okay. Look, uh, it's one child out of 10 that has actual symptoms. Now, the symptoms can be... So the way that the virus has negative effects on a fetus in particular is that when the virus can infect your cells, it can stop the cells from replicating. Right. So that's why it can cause birth defects because things aren't developing properly. Yeah. So a lot of children can have like deafness issues, eyesight issues. They can actually be born with shrunken heads because their brains haven't developed enough. Like there's a lot of those sorts of defects that can happen. So that's why it matters how early into the piece that yeah, sure. you got it because how developed the fetus already is. Yeah. So yeah, guys, just cross your fingers for us. Um, but hey, I've put bets on stuff that are way worse than yeah, yeah. You know, a nine out of 10 chance of winning. So yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think I'm, I'm hoping and I think we'll be okay. But I just want to let you guys know because again, it's a pretty key piece of information I think is important to be out there. Yeah, when you rang me during the week, I'd, I'd never heard of that thing before. And look, I know that there are a thousand ailments that are that are out there but yeah that does seem like one of the i feel like that should be something that's built into culture mm. like like the don't smoke while pregnant like yeah. don't drink while pregnant yeah like that to me seems it, it becomes part of the social fabric that's right you know whereas yeah. it, th this sounds like it should be too yeah and i feel like and again this could just be a feeling i could be wrong in this but i feel like one of the reasons why information being passed on like this has fallen off is because that particular virus isn't the front of mind virus right now because oh, sure. every doctor only wants to talk about covid and then well no again it's not the doctors it's the it's the um, institutions around them but the, i'm sure the institutions aren't specifically saying hey don't talk about cmv talk about covid They'd be like, if you're a doctor, you should know about uh, who take care of pregnant women. You should know about CMV and you should pass that information on. Yeah, for sure. And then go into your spiel about COVID as well. Yeah. But anyway, just, just a heads up for you guys and a bit of a warning. So let's move to a more uh, positive mm -hmm. subject, which is Meta being Facebook's parent company, mm -hmm. getting obliterated on the stock market. Yeah. $230 billion drop. And if you look at the graph, it's hideous. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It came after an earnings call where apparently uh, Zuckerberg was a bit... Uh, uh, probably not to the taste of the listeners, like the shareholders. And I think it's closer to re related to... Or two things, two major things. One is... For the first time in history, Facebook and uh, Instagram, or Meta's group of companies, is declining in usership. Mm -hmm. Now, Facebook has been declining for a long time. That's right. But when but Instagram has been growing, so yeah. they're able to offset one number with the other. Now, yeah. both of those assets are dropping. Mm -hmm. And look, we've spoken about it. Yeah. The system sucks. Yeah. Like, they don't deserve new customers because they don't want to shoot jobs. There's a lot of reasons why that their user base is falling off. Yeah. Like, obviously, the first one, especially with Facebook, is that young kids don't use it because yeah. it's where old people hang out. 
So that's why Facebook was declining because there's no new users coming on. Yep. There are people jumping off the platform but not getting back on it. Instagram was where the kids were going until TikTok. TikTok has taken a massive chunk of the user base away. And they deserve it too because TikTok is is actually a better user experience. And, right. and Instagram has tried so hard to copy it, mm. but they've added steps. Yeah. Whereas like TikTok's just smooth. Everything yeah. runs. Now, I had all of them, but and I truly believe that as a social experiment, these things are not going to survive. So the earnings call for the like the ad ad share, the ad revenue was very low. Right. Something else that came up on a page that I follow, Storm no Higgins Storm Chasing. Mm-hmm. So they've built a three hundred thousand. Uh, follower page mm-hmm. they put lots of really useful content we use it up here whenever you know there's a storm coming you can get early sort of access to, to, to what's happening mm. on that Facebook page and they put a bit of a rant up last week where they took a screenshot of how much it would cost them how much they'd have to pay Facebook to reach the 311,000 yeah. followers they have yeah it's 12 grand mm-hmm. so if Think about this. I want to, I want to step this out. Mm-hmm. Facebook's business model is to provide a, a framework for content creators yep. to add content, mm-hmm. to then get users to view that content, yep. put ads in the content to pay, uh, where advertisers can then pay Facebook, and that's how they generate revenue. Mm-hmm. But how bad is it when now they are taxing the content creators mm. to access their own customers. I, I see this all the time with the Audio Podcast Facebook page. So we've, I don't know if you've jumped on there recently, but we've got a COVID warning on our page for a start. So it says this page posts about COVID-19. Right. And I can see the difference in the analytics in the, even like the episodes that we post. Because we don't post a lot on Facebook because again, like, you're not reaching that many people anyway, so it's half a waste of time. And why I do see a difference when there's the blurb says anything about COVID or whatever, they throttle that and they don't... I'll, I'll get, you know, it'll reach 30 people, whereas then I might put a picture up that'll, release, that'll reach 250 people. Mm. It'll be completely different. So they throttle. But then they also have the goal to send you a notification going, boost this post for $15. Yeah. Yeah. Like and you can reach X amount more people, and it's like it's exactly what you were saying. Originally, Facebook, what was great about it was you could build this network, and if you posted something, every single person who followed your page would see that post. That was the point. But now you can amass a following, and unless those people actually go and visit your page, the majority of them won't see what you're posting see, unless you pay to boost you, it. You can't have it both ways, Facebook. You can have ad revenue, yeah, or you can charge the content creators. Mm. Now, it makes sense to me to charge ad revenue, yeah. give the content creators a piece of it yep. to keep them engaged because they're the only reason why you're there. That's right. You, Facebook, you are only a framework. Yeah, you're a platform. You create no content yourself. Exactly. So, All the co- content they do create is dog shit anyway. Yeah. So if, you, if, if that's your business model... Why are you out there smashing those... Like, that's dumb. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I, don't want, I don't want to stay too far on that. So that yeah. was one aspect of why they're really bad. Mm-hmm. I think the other reason why they took a massive hit is the ad came out for what the metaverse is going to be. Mm. It sucks. Yeah. 
And I posted up on my Facebook page. No one clicked on it. No one liked it. It's a 45-minute video. Did anyone see it? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I posted a video. A guy that I'm a big fan of, his name is Limmy. He had a Netflix... or he had a show. He's, he's a Scotsman. He's a hilarious skit writer. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. And he's given... His stuff's on Netflix. Yep. You can see it. It's called Limmy's Show. L-I-M-M-Y. Limmy's Show. And he's since become a Twitch streamer. Right. And he'll just stream games. And because he's a like a master content creator, mm-hmm. he frames stuff in a really interesting way. Or like when stuff happens, you know, he can just do a couple of clicks and he have it zoom in on something. Like he just, it's just a higher quality yeah. stream than the, than the average stream. So he put the ad up and he, he, he did a live, sorry, he did a stream analyzing the ad and he tore it to pieces. And a lot of the things that he said is things that I've said, mm-hmm. like he does this whole montage at the end of like, they Meta wants you to do your shopping in the metaverse. So he does this whole thing. He's like putting the putting the gear on, mm-hmm. nice and rubbing his eyes, mm-hmm. putting it back on. Hey, did you adjust, honey? Did you adjust the the straps on this? It's not fitting right. <laughs> Put it on. No, it's still so blurry. It's so blurry. Okay, all right now. Okay, got it set up. Okay. Get the where's where's the controller? I, I can't see. I'm gonna take it off. Where where to put the controller? Oh, it's in my hand. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> put it back down. Then okay, now Amazon. Where's Amazon? Where's Amazon? Where's Amazon? Okay, there. And now because it's virtual reality, you walk there. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, you've just you could have just bought it on your phone. Yeah, yeah. Whilst you're on the couch watching yeah. your partner struggle to try and put the headset on. Mm. It it's dumb. Now the ad <laughs> the ad. Literally says, not like they didn't even show the real data. It says at the bottom, this is not virtual reality. Mm. The content that I was showing was some was real life. Yeah, the stuff that was supposed to be in the metaverse wasn't. Yeah, it was just animated. Mm-hmm. And even that sucked. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> there was one small cut where she, the lady, says something to one of her friends who's got a cup with a straw out of it, and she's waving her hands around. And there's a disclaimer on the bottom saying, don't, like, make sure you have an open area. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, don't put it in the fucking ad then. <laughs> don't put a disclaimer. Don't put it in the ad. Yeah. Like, put it in a scenario where you need to be. And then he also talks about, oh, look at her apartment. She's in a New York apartment with this massive pad there. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's like a $10 million mm-hmm. unit. Not everyone has got that space to be able to wave your hands around, your feet around. <laughs> well, you don't at your new joint, by the sounds of no, it. No, I don't. No, no. In, um, in the metaverse. So I think when the shareholders have seen this, yeah, I think everyone's going. Uh, we sunk how many millions of dollars into yeah. this project, and it's this is what you've come up with. Two hundred and thirty billion dollar loss, and it can't be a good sign as when you've got a new product and your customer base is still leaving, mm. and they've only got themselves to blame. Mm-hmm. They, uh, I reckon they pissed off a lot of uh, conservatives with yeah. all the censorship stuff. I was going to bring that up about the the declining in the user base. It gets back to that whole get get woke, go broke type 100%, thing. Like hundred percent. Take you've taken a, a position that yeah. you've only taken a position in uh, in America mm-hmm. or like the Western world. Yeah. You don't give a shit about political turmoil in other countries. You let all of that go. But this, oh, they do. There's a lot of studies that have shown that 
countries that have Facebook have more political turmoil than countries that don't. Yeah, but I, th- I think it's because... It, or is it because... It's an algorithm-based thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and, then, and then going back to tying in with what I said before, you're also... You, you, there's no incentive for your content creators. Yeah. Now, everyone's... Been, we've been offered money to go to the metaverse. Mm-hmm. We've, we've been sent a thing saying, hey, like, here's extra coinage yeah. if you want to go on there. Yeah. And that will bring some people over. A lot of the content creators I follow want to do something in that space. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you now, and let me told you as well, in no uncertain terms, it's dumb. Yeah. Or I mean, in his words, it's fucking shite. <laughs> well, yeah, like, so we, we have... It's a quarter of a billion dollars worse than what people thought. <laughs> and and that's what people thought initially. They haven't even seen the product yet. Yeah. Like, and if that product comes out and it is exactly as we'll it be looks, worse. it'll be even worse yeah. then. It's interesting. So you're right. We've been offered, we've been offered to go to the metaverse. We've been offered to host our podcasts on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. <laughs> like, Facebook's a dying. It's a dying company. And what we did do during the week, what you did, mm-hmm. is got us on to podcasting 2.0. Yes. Which w- w- I'll, I'll I'll try and summarize. Mm-hmm. There is a movement out there. Sorry, there's. The problem. The problem is companies, large companies, big tech companies are trying to own podcasts because mm. they realize that they're valuable. Yep. They're valuable to advertisers. It's a, it's a valuable message to get across. Everyone knows Joe Rogan's deal, $100 million. His isn't even the biggest one. There's mm-hmm. people that have paid $150 million to get licensed to these Spotify's, YouTube's, um, these large tech companies. Yep. Now, where that becomes a problem is when they start repackaging. They're like, oh, okay, you know, I like your podcast, but can you just do a little bit of this? Or can you yeah, just remove a little bit of... It's, yeah, like, this will segue us into the Joe Rogan thing, which I don't really want to talk about too much because everyone's doing it to death. And to me, it's just distraction anyway. But what what the problem is, is Rogan's podcast is the biggest podcast on the planet. And then he did an exclusive deal with Spotify. And the only reason why he even did that deal in the first place was because he was getting censored on YouTube yep. and other platforms. And part of the terms of the deal with Spotify was, I will come on with you, I'll give you exclusive licensing rights to the content, but I'll be given the freedom to do whatever it is that I want yeah. to do. And then he's largely been doing that. Now, you've got a lot of stakeholders in Spotify who are starting to get concerned because they don't like a lot of, a lot of the content that's been created. And the whole reason why podcasts are enjoyable in the first place is because it's one of the last bastions of real free speech there is left. Yeah. And that's being crumbled at the moment. It's not crumbled. It's swallowed up. And this is... So you've moved from a decentralized system where anyone who had a phone or a microphone Mm -hmm. could create a podcast and put it just about anywhere they want for free and we could all all access it. That Mm -hmm. is the idea of podcasts. That's what it should be. But the problem is you've got Apple, Spotify trying to put a paywall or advertising money added to it. And when you add that money element to it, well, sometimes if it's not going the way that the person with the money wants, then they'll ask to change it. They'll exert influence on the product. Exactly, exactly. So that is a bad thing. Adam Curry, the pod father, the guy who invented podcasting, mm-hmm. has seen this. He's a, he was an ad man. Yeah. He actually had started companies, Vimeo, back in the day that was about uh, uh, algoizing ads for content. 
But he's since realised it's a bad system. Yeah. It only leads to censorship eventually. Because yeah. when the when the loudest 1% on one side starts screaming, mm-hmm. well, then you have to make a change, a change that you probably should never have made. And That's it right. takes away from the whole reason why you got popular in the first place. Yeah. So he started Podcast Index. The Podcast Index is where all our podcasts and anyone's podcast that you want, you can put it on there. It's immutable. Mm-hmm. It's there. Donations are supporting the infrastructure to hold those podcasts on there and it can never be censored and anyone can have access to it for free. Okay. And we've been talking about it for for a while, but it's not as slick a system as what the paid networks are. The paid networks, a couple clicks and it does, you know, it it, it distributes it much easier than what this one was. Mm -hmm. But we are on that now. Now the other uh, beautiful thing that he's trying to do out of podcasting 2.0 is he wants to encourage app developers to create better versions of apps. Mm-hmm. So, Spotify, I hate. Yeah. The system sucks. I've talked about all the problems that I've had before. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, um, I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast. So, I'm pretty sure you've mentioned it on the podcast. <laughs> just the fact that the video, sometimes the, 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 the real estate on your phone to touch to make the controls go away mm. is too small. The controls stay on for too long. Yeah. The... Uh, it does this dumb thing when I've got when I'm moving between watching it on my device or or casting it to my TV or getting into the car where it sometimes doubles up the music mm. and then I can't switch it off. It's just a bad system. Same when we upload. Spotify is a harder one for us to upload. Yeah, it's ironic because Spotify's whole goal is to own anything audio. Like they want to be the the they want to have a monopoly on audio based entertainment. Yeah. Music, podcast, whatever. Anything audio-based, Spotify wants to have monopoly on that. And yet, Spotify will not allow me to upload podcasts that are MP4. I have to actually make the audio quality worse, make it an MP3, otherwise they, they bounce the feed. It's exactly. So that that is insane, right? Yep. So that is a bad company that, that should not be the bastion mm. for the audio platforms. They should not be the owner of the whole audio platform. It yep. sucks. So, Adam Curry is massive on decentralization. Yep. Okay, so let, let's let's have all these um, uh, these companies out here, all these developers, make something slick. Any data that you need, we'll give it to you. We'll give it to you for free. Keep everything open source. Mm-hmm. And how do you move away from the ad model? Well, he's got a really cool one that we've played with. We're at the start of. Yeah. Where using cryptocurrency, you can actually... Uh, attach your Bitcoin wallet to the app mm-hmm. and we as creators have our wallet attached and you can set a certain amount of Satoshis per minute to siphon through to pay us. Yeah. Right? So if you saw um, something that you thought was valuable, you can say, hey, how how is one Satoshi? And that, that's cents or fractions of a cent, yeah. right? That's cent seamlessly no receipt no like it's just smooth right no ads we Mm -hmm. won't need any ads yeah and the other beauty of that too is is there's no middleman yeah if you think it's good pay for it if you don't think it's good don't pay for it and the other thing too the current subscription model that's an ineffective model too Mm. imagine if you just made a phone call and every time you made a phone call it was five bucks well, but one phone call is only five seconds mm. and one phone call is two hours. So the two-hour phone call, five bucks is good value. Yeah. The two-second phone call, it was a waste of money. That's right. That's what the subscription service is. Yeah. So Netflix 
is 15 bucks a month whether you watch one movie or all the movies. Yeah, yeah. So is this not a fairer way to mm -hmm. um, consume content? Yeah. So there's just, there are other ideas out there, but we are working on it. And Jason did a really good job last week of, of um, getting us on some of those other platforms and, and having a bit of play with it. But you can go to newpodcastapps.com. Mm -hmm. You can see a list of the podcast apps there. There's some popular ones that you'll know, some Android users you'll know. Yep. Uh, you would have seen them there. Um, have a play with it. But and if you do, if you do want to try one of these new apps, search for us. If you can't find us, can you let us know? Yeah. Because I've checked a few of the apps and we are on them already, which is great. And that, again, just just to uh, to go over it again, the whole point of podcasting 2.0 is to preserve the value that people actually receive get from yeah. podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The entire point of podcasting, like we said, is to be. A, a an entertainment medium which is completely uncensored, which is removed from corporate influence, which yeah, which is why they become so hugely popular. And with the rise of like the Rogan deal, great for Rogan, not great for podcasting overall, yeah. because now you're going to have great for the world. Yeah, because now not only I mean we see this whole anti-Rogan campaign at the moment where they're trying to censor him. That's a problem for a start. But also, more than that, now any, po any podcast that becomes remotely popular, one of these companies is, companies is going to go and try to snap them up. And then what's going to happen is this. Uh, yeah, we really like your content, but look, we've got this advertiser who doesn't really like when you talk about this, so can you just leave that bit out? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, hey, great episode. Look, we're just going to cut out this section because we've got this other advertiser and they don't cop that. And then all of a sudden, the product that you fell in love with in the first place, which is the reason why it's got such the large following that it does, ends up becoming a watered-down version of a network fucking television show. Yeah. And guess what? No one watches network TV anymore. Yeah, Because it sucks. Yeah. No one watches free-to-air TV, TV anymore, which is an ad-based model. That's right. So we hate ads. And it, it is really, really, really important. Now, just quickly, the quick take on the Rogan Neil Young mm -hmm. thing a lot of criticism from hardcore Neil Young fans of Neil Young yeah because you can't go and sing about freedom yeah and then, he ain't exactly perfect either yeah and then say hey I don't want this guy to be able to speak anymore so like pull, pull my music the music that he does not own BlackRock the investment yeah. company owns and it also coincides with the fact that four days prior to that announcement he had switched over to Amazon yeah and do you know he actually hated the... He did not like the quality of spot, his music on Spotify. Yeah, because it's MP3. It was too compressed. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was already a hater. Yeah. I suppose what we're trying to say, long and short of it, there's more to these stories than what the media just tells you. If you have a look mm. you know, and if you unfurl some of the layers, you'll see what the real thing is. Yeah. As far as I can see, it is... He was looking for any excuse to get out of it anyway. Mm-hmm. He's done this sweet deal. Now he's in the cent. Like he's more on focus. I bet you his streams have gone up. Because yeah, probably. People, because like, people, a lot of kids got like, "Who the fuck is Neil Young?" That's right. And then they're like, "Oh, he sings that song I like." Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll try it. Some of his other stuff. Yeah, yeah. So but he's just you're right. Done he a only sweet owns deal. half his catalog anyway. Yeah. And the company that owns the other half of his catalog is in bed with Amazon. So all of a sudden, they've done this sweetheart deal with Amazon, and now Neil Young's got this anti-Spotify. Rant. Now, look, there's, there's a few things to this, but the first thing I'm going to say about the entire Joe Rogan situation, it's a distraction. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Here are some things that are going on in the world right now, which should be spoken about, but instead we're talking about Joe Rogan, Spotify, and Neil Young. The USA trying to start war with Russia in the Ukraine. That's number one. Yeah. 
Yeah. The COVID narrative completely falling apart. Yeah. That is number two. The lab leak theory being all but confirmed. Yeah. That is number three. Every single government entity, both state and federal, in Australia having issues with their own independent corruption bodies. Oh, yes. that's, that's number one for right? me, for an Australian. Yeah. I think that's number one. Every one. Every single one. In the last six months, every state, territory, and federal have had some form of issue with their own internal corruption How policies. sweet is it when you go, hey, do you guys think that we should implement an anti-corruption thing on us and you could just go, nah, <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> and then they, that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. It's done. There, um, no... there was a story that broke out in New South Wales this week of apparently 700, the New South Wales government has wasted $775 million of taxpayer money by buying uh, inappropriate PPE for the pandemic. So who's, I wonder whose brother or stepbrother or someone got a sweetheart handshake commercial and confidence deal to to receive $775 million with, for PPE that was not suitable to protect the staff. So that, that okay. Got then, P-P-E-E, P-E-E, yeah. Meanwhile, what else you got going on around the world? You've got the Canadian trucker convoy. Well, you, no, no one's seen that. No, no one is seeing that on TV. That's been going on for almost three weeks now. Yeah. There's somewhere now, I've heard... Large numbers, the largest number that you hear all the time is 50,000. It's probably not going to be 50,000 trucks, who knows. But it's at least thousands of trucks have converged on Ottawa. And meanwhile, Justin Trudeau has pretended he's got COVID and gone into hiding. He's just left. He's being held up in secret somewhere with his family. Yeah. But, so you, you've got that situation going He can't on. do a Zoom call? Well, no, he can't. Because he's probably hiding does, something does with the black five, face on. Does the five G uh, transmit the COVID that he's, <laughs> that he's got that he hasn't got? Yeah, but look, that but that's a massive story that's going on at the moment that you're not hearing about. You've got the fact that the so that convoy, the entire thing they're protesting is the mandates. Mm. They're not protesting vaccinations at all. They're protesting the mandates. They're anti-mandate. Anti-mandate. Now, these mandates, if you look at our country, there is a massive supply chain issue that is caused at the moment. Go down the shops. Everything's more expensive and it's really hard to get stuff. Mm. That's a supply chain issue, which is largely being caused by these mandates. Every single day we get told about how our medical system is struggling under the strain of COVID. Uh -uh, It's also struggling under the strain of mandates. Because a percentage, no matter how big nor small that is, because we don't know what the real number is because the media's not going to tell you, a percentage of those workers who are ready to go aren't able to work to help people because of these mandates. So we have a, a COVID crisis which is being actively worsened by our government. And yet, out of all that stuff that's going on, that big picture shit, let's talk about how bad Joe Rogan is. Oh, here's another reason why Joe Rogan's so big in the news at the moment. Have you heard about everything happening in CNN in America? No. So CNN is one of the largest... Uh, leftist news organisations in America. Now, in the last three to four months, here's just a snapshot of some things that have happened at CNN. The most recent of which, Jeff Zucker, the actual CEO, has just resigned. Now, he's claiming that he's resigning because of a a relationship with a, a senior executive that he didn't disclose when he was supposed to. But I think there's a little bit more to did, it than that. Yeah, I don't think he disclosed it to the person he was having a relationship with. Uh, no, 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 he did. Like, they, they knew all about it. She's consenting. There's no issues with right. anything like that. What's confusing everyone is the fact they're like, uh, this is one of the worst kept secrets in the industry for like the last 20 years that this has been going on with these two particular people. This ain't resigned worthy. So why are you resigning? Yeah, okay. 
It may have something to do with the Chris Cuomo stuff. So Chris Cuomo was one of their golden boy anchors, who was the brother of Andrew Cuomo, who was the golden boy governor of, where was he? New York. Was he New York? Yeah. Okay, yep. Who killed grannies. So he got ousted. Uh, his brother got done for using his media contacts to try to find dirt on the women that were accusing Andrew Cuomo of sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. So, and then it also came out. Did you do it? Look, if it, yeah. Bros for bro, for Bros, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. But just don't pretend that you're not doing it. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, when you get, also, you should do it, but when you get popped for doing it, you deserve to lose your job. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm putting it out there. If, when people... Out, well, wait, don't say when. When. If 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 and when Alex gets my relationship done has been for sexual harassment. Yeah, that is a good point. So if and when Alex gets <laughs> accused of sexual harassment, I'll be trying to find dirt on that person. Uh, you heard it here first. But anyway, so Chris Cuomo already also got done for sexual harassment because he basically grabbed the ass of his boss's wife or something right in front of him at a Christmas party and was pretty much like, what are you going to do about it? So he got... Someone should just punch him in the face. Yeah, yeah. But he was the golden boy, right? He was protected. So he got punted. But even better, two senior producers at CNN just recently lost their jobs for being pedophiles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of a big deal. So so one of the... So CNN, the reason why I bring them up is because... of of... of, uh, Virtue. Virtue. That's right. They're the biggest virtue signaling organization in news media in the USA. And they're the sort of people who go at Joe... The funniest thing about anyone who goes at Joe Rogan is when they call him a right-wing conspiracy theorist. You've never listened to a podcast because he's as left-wing as they come. Yeah. Like, he is a leftist. He is definitely... Obviously, he believes in some things that some right-wing people do as well. Because do you know what? Most normal people believe in a lot of different things. Yeah. Right? right. We're entitled to believe in all sorts of stuff. Yeah, exactly right. So... Yeah, that's going on at the moment. So maybe there's a reason why they're trying to saturate the airwaves with Joe Rogan to distract people from all this real shit that's going on. Um, don't you think it's shocking? Because I had a conversation with someone this morning about he knew about the truckers, but I'm like, have you seen any of it on mainstream media? And he goes, not, uh, not as not scary. Like, yeah. and that's. Huge. Yet we know about there's a boy in a well in Morocco. Ties there, right? So that's all over the news because that's a, you know that's a good news story. But you've got all yeah. these um, Canadians yeah. banding together, and there's some beautiful stories in there. Like absolutely, uh, uh, someone in the middle of the night went and put all this food on there for the truckers and like on one of the trucks. There was a GoFundMe page set up that's raised ten million dollars. Oh, I didn't know that. Ten million dollars. Yeah. Elon, what's, what's the state? There's a state that's got no mandates in Canada. I'm not sure. That one guy sued. Well he, he sued it very early on, okay. where he's like, you can't isolate the difference between... No, show me the difference between a positive COVID and positive flu and, yeah. and being able to identify it, and, and they couldn't do it, yeah. and therefore that state has zero mandate. It's interesting that you bring that up about differences. Uh, I saw a tweet during the week of Professor or Dr. Nick Coatesworth. Oh, yeah, he's right? gone ham. Oh, yeah, so anyone who doesn't know it, uh, he used to be the uh, Chief Health Officer of Australia yeah. until recently. Like, he was the chief CHO at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. And then he stood down, probably because he called bullshit on a lot of the things that were going on. Yeah. 
and he just put a tweet up during the week about in the there was a study that came out in the US where they compared the COVID cases per one hundred thousand people of the states that enforce mask mandates yeah. compared to states that do not enforce mask mandates. And the states that enforce mask mandates had slightly higher cases per 100,000 yeah. than the states that didn't. Now, there was, which meant essentially there was no statistical difference between the two. Yeah. So, why are we still doing this yeah. shit? Right? It's a game. It is just a fucking game. Absolutely. It's a game. And it's the kids' stuff. I, I've seen some very young kids wrapped in masks. Yep. There's damage that we're doing that we will not realise for for many years. Yeah, hundred percent. And look, as a as a parent, it's something that I'm acutely aware of. My my son. So the daycare that we send my son to, they they're really really great, great people, and they resisted doing the mask thing for as long as they possibly could. Hey, guess what? For some reason, Queensland government's just come through now and gone. They all got to wear masks. That entire place, I'm pretty sure every educator at that place has had COVID in the last like yeah. two months. Because we always and everything else. Yeah, well, we always get all the um, the updates going. Oh, we've got these many people out. So if it's possible, can you keep your kids at home today because we don't have enough educators? Blah blah blah. Now, the, it swept through when they had the mask mandates and when they didn't. They were still getting COVID cases because guess what? You can still get COVID when you're wearing a mask. I got to uh, have a uh, half a day with your son last week, oh, yeah. and when we went out, went down the park for a play. No, sorry, when I first got there, I had my sunglasses on. Mm-hmm. And there was a bit of a apprehension there from him. Yep. You take the sunglasses off and his eyes light up, mm-hmm. right? Because he can actually see you now. That's right. Well, that's super important. Like, how, yeah. like could, if you can't tell that there's a difference between covering your mouth... And, like, I'm a... I'm a, well, I would consider myself a professional communicator. Mm-hmm. I look at people's mouths because I find I understand better yeah. as opposed to looking at someone's eyes. Yep. Right? So I even I struggled. <laughs> I went to a subway, no mask. She makes me go get one. Oh, Righto, go out and get a mask. Come back. Can I order this? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man, yeah. But you see so much of that stuff, mate. But that kid stuff. So we know that communication is seventy percent visual. We know that. Yeah, and how? Yeah, do you we're going to take it away. How do you think children learn to speak? Yeah, it's it's mouth movement. It's yeah. shape. So like one of the one of the things that I found really funny when I first had Nate. Well, not first had, because he obviously was on milk. But when he started trying to eat solid food, and you realise you have to teach a kid how to chew and swallow. They don't know how to do that. Yeah, well, they don't know how I to... I guess that. No, you wouldn't have, right? You would have thought that... I mean, like, animals, like horses and shit, get born like a run, like, straight away, right? Straight away. Like, this, this motherfucker... Human after, suck. After six months, doesn't even know how to swallow, bro. So he, like, chews food up and just dribbles out the front of his mouth, because he doesn't right. know how to swallow it. So... You realise that, I mean, you do it without even thinking. I go like this, like, pretending I'm chewing and stuff, like, when I'm teaching him to chew yeah. because he's looking at my mouth to figure out what to do. Yeah. It's the same with speech. We have to move our mouth and our tongue and everything in a certain way to make certain sounds. Guess where kids learn that from? Yeah. They learn it from us. So Not Bluey. Bluey's not too bad. <laughs> as far as the mouth movements go, they're pretty accurate. But, no, but you're right. But... The thing is, there have been studies... Just watching anime. <laughs> oh! <laughs> there have been studies that have been coming out that are showing that children born during the pandemic have IQ levels two standard deviations lower than kids born before the pandemic. Tasha sees it. Tasha goes, we're going to have a problem with this cohort that's gone Absolutely. through. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is... Early cognitive development is the most important time for kids. Yeah. You never get that time back. Yeah. Like, you're... 
they call it neuro- and for what exactly for what a point one percent exactly and case to death rate. And, but again so that's that's talking about the actual case to death rate of COVID itself when you actually look at masking and you look at that study there is no difference between yeah. masking or unmasking yeah. and let's be real how many of you out there get a new mask every single time I dropped my mask on the ground and accidentally stood on it but then I had to put it on my face yeah to walk into Aldi mm-hmm like everyone is reusing masks all the time. I have everyone plays with them. Dude, I, I've never washed a mask. I Mine's put a mask like, on the other day because I was asked to do so again. My cloth mask, which is the worst kind you can have, which yeah. they say like like gives you stuff <laughs> as opposed to protecting you from it, mm-hmm. has got like a brown tinge in it. Yeah, like it's got gingivitis, and I don't have gingivitis, <laughs> but my mask does. Yeah, like it's How so many yeah. Time? Uh, yeah, we're almost at now. We're doing all right. So, the thing about masks, the studies have come out, they show the masks don't do any trash. So, throw them in the trash, throw them out. I've said this a million times before, but I'm going to say it again. Our government's inability to pivot when... So, they say, follow the science. Oh, no, no, not that science. Not the new stuff. Follow the stuff that we've been following the entire time that justifies what we're trying to do. Yeah. I would love to... At the, I really want to see a Royal Commission at the end of this. Yeah, even though they do nothing. No, Royal Commissions do do some things. It's what happens in the aftermath of them, which is normally wrong. Like the Banking Royal Commission, for example, did force some change. Did it necessarily benefit people? Not really. The banks it did. Yeah, in, eventually. But it did bring a lot of things to light. And at the end of the day, you would hope that if a Royal Commission exposes some things, that maybe it's the people who will be educated so that next time the government's try to pull the same bullshit, they'll be like, nah, not sure. this time. Sure. That's all we can hope for. Can we, can we get a Royal Commission into the way that the media handled it? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, again... We'll switch off. That's the easiest way. Just stop stop watching them. Yeah, like... Tasha and I do it. We, like, when the, as soon as the project comes on, we flick the we flick the channel just so there's no way that they could possibly get yeah. any data to say that we watch that show. Yeah, and... it sucks. But you're seeing a lot of this stuff too. Like, there's a lot of stuff in the news about these, these programs. Like, the project's been in the news a lot about how their ratings suck and they're talking about cancelling them. Good. Good. Like, good products should... Oh, sorry, bad products should be cancelled. And that is... Even the, with the tax rebate, are they still going to not survive? Yeah. That would suck to get $120 million and still fail. Exactly. But, <laughs> or, but that's, sorry, a portion of $120 million. Yeah. But that's the whole benefit about what we're talking about before with this podcasting 2.0 and being able to stream, you know, Satoshis directly to the content creators that you like. At the end of the day, that is that is the logical step forward for us to actually have a better society. Absolutely. Shows like The Project have only been running because they've already got advertising deals in place. That's it. Mm. If those advertising deals went away, the project would be canned. Any advertising on online media, on YouTube, on they like YouTube itself is almost a meritocracy. Obviously, there's some algorithm stuff that is at play there as well. Mm. But at least with YouTube, if you subscribe to someone and you click the notification bell, like you should on this, it will alert you when new content comes up from the, the people that you follow. It's not like the Facebook thing, like we said before, yeah. where you can have 300,000 followers but have to pay extra to reach all of those followers and that you won't even reach all of them anyway. Yeah. So at least there's some form of meritocracy still on YouTube. And that is, I think that's a step forward. And then the next step forward is going to be you guys actually directly paying in extremely small amounts yeah. direct to the content creators that you enjoy. I like watch- that's my that's my vision 
of Web 3.0. That's what I was saying. Right. A blockchain decentralized internet yep. where people have consensus. So, uh, so some form of buy-in to whatever they're involved in. Because imagine a social media site where you're paying for mm-hmm. as much or as little as, as, as what it is. You're not going to go on there to shit on people. Yeah, you're gonna go to you're gonna invest your time and effort and funds mm-hmm. into a place or a space where you get value. Yeah, you get enjoyment. Yeah, like you're right. It's with social media now. It is people who are they are addicted to outrage. They want to be outraged. That's why people get addicted yeah. to it, and they go on there and they get into arguments on Twitter. There's no there's no gateway to just get on it, get free, and get angry. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, exactly right. Whereas, give you the tip when you pay to get into movie world, you have a ball. Yeah, exactly. Right? And you're like, but I need you're to get the, the most out of my money. But if you're in the car park looking for fights, <laughs> it's not going to end well. No, <laughs> that, that's that's a really really good point. And and that's the thing. It's about having that shifting mentality. Like one of the one of the online programs I love watching is the Kyle Dunnigan show. Oh. Shout out to Kyle Dunnigan and his crew. It is the funniest shit, and it's so ridiculous, it's so but dumb. it's hilarious. It's so good. But the thing I love about watching it is you see during the show, and they obviously flash them up on purpose, but you see people making the live donations whilst they watch the live show. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's the way that it should be. Value for value. Value for value. Like, they give you the value of entertainment that you really enjoy, and you give them value back in whatever way you can with what you can afford to be able to keep the program up and running and continuing, and everybody wins. And I, I like that interactivity part where someone puts a good joke on there, and we can all laugh. We exactly. all benefit from that. Because all I see social media for is, is jokes. I put jokes up there, like, like things that I think are funny, yep. I put up there. And I don't get into any conversation with people because there's no point. Mm. There's no point. I, I do sometimes. I got roasted. I listed that Lexus. Mm-hmm. I've got a 2003 Lexus IS 300. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows the shape. Yeah. Uh, they sold lots of them. Good mm-hmm. car. IS 200 is the common one. Yeah. I reckon 90% of the cars around are IS 200s. Yeah. Mine's an IS 300, yeah. which has a legendary... 2JZ 3 litre inline 6. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very special engine. It's the engine that's in Supras and non turbo version. Yeah. So bulletproof, right? And in my description, it says a very rare IS 300. Mm-hmm. I've been in the car industry for 18 years. Yeah. Ask me how many IS 300s I've seen. One. This is the one. Yeah. Right? This is the only one I've ever seen in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I own it. So I put it out there, very rare. And it, I accidentally shared it when I put it on Marketplace mm. with a cycle Kate's JDM page. I, I got the car for 14 grand. Mm. Roasted. Because everyone thought it was nice. Yeah, they don't know. But there's no point in arguing with them because they, they won't know. Then the very next post after me was someone selling a Toyota engine. Mm-hmm. It, yes, it was a special engine, non-turbo engine, for $23,000. And everyone was like, thumbs up. <laughs> you guys are fucking idiots. Like, that's what, but there's no point in, like, you can't say that. You can't say, okay, I'm giving you a car and an engine. Yeah. This engine is arguably as good as the engine that just has this special branding on it. Yeah. But this is how nuts that, 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 um, that uh, page is. Now... In 3.0, guess what? 
I'm never going to interact with that page. Yeah. Ever. It's, we're never going to cross paths. Mm-hmm. And that is a better place to be. Yeah. Right? That is a better place on the internet than just getting ra- ra- roasted. <laughs> roasted. Yeah. From, by idiots. <laughs> <laughs> they are idiots. They don't even know what they're talking about. Mm. I've got the knowledge. Right? But there's no point in imparting that with them. Because then what, what happens? Oh, you're a dickhead. Yeah. Yeah, cool, dude. What, are you a doctor? <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So Yeah, the, the whole outrage thing is... No one will pay to get outraged. No. I... It's, like, it's like, would you, you know, um, those college students, mm. I don't, are they paying for tickets to go see these speakers that they want to throw stuff at? Or is it Probably. a free campus one? Oh, I don't know, because... I just don't know another scenario where you'd pay to just have the shits. No, because for a lot of those college kids, they get the payoff in social clout. That's why they do it. Clout. Cause... I'm going to do a website here. Like, I, there is... I want a clout bash. <laughs> Your clout sucks. No, look... Web 3.0 is going to take away a lot of clout, I think. I no look I I don't think so. I just think that it will allow people to interact with communities that appreciate them instead of communities that don't. Yeah. And that's a really positive thing. Yeah. yeah. Because everyone has different interests and like your your example there about the like the Toyota engine thing, they people can be in love with that engine. That's totally cool. It's no drama. Like people like what they like. But it's when these uh different interests collide with each other, which is when you get this sort of conflict. Whereas the... Because obviously, you've got all different interests. You've got a whole range of different interests. Mm. Like, you love cars, you love crypto. So, cars would traditionally be like a meathead type mm. thing that, you know, uh, aggressive men are into. Crypto would, t- t- like, typically be a geeky thing yep. that geeks and computer people are into. Those two groups do not compute generally, but you as an enthusiast in both mm. should be able to interact with your car group over yeah. here and your crypto group over here and you get involved with like-minded individuals and you all have a great time. That's what it should be. But it's when you try to integrate those two groups together that you're going to have dramas. Yeah. Because people don't respect people that are into things that they don't like. And that's why you need to have... Some form of consensus. And the consensus is you need to bring something mm. to that environment and that is in the form of tokens in that space. Mm. So you have you have shown your cards, I'm willing to be in this in this ecosystem. Yep. And this is this is what I pledge to this ecosystem. But this it's how that's how it is. works in the real world. So when you yeah, for like sure. for example uh, early, like when we were teenagers and stuff, and you guys. I've got the counter example. So if you give your example, I'll give you the counter or, example. Or, or even in, in early 20s and stuff like that, I would hang out with you and your mates, mm. and all they spoke about was cars. Yeah. And I didn't give a fuck about cars. Yeah. So I just opt out of the conversation because I've got nothing to offer. Yeah. If this was the internet, like someone in my position would opt in and call everyone else a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, right? like a couple of guys, like, like a group of people having a nice barbecue yeah. and then just someone walking up across the bar going, hey, fuck you guys. Exactly. <laughs> that's what that's what the internet has become. Yeah. and But, but there is a way out. We, it's ending. It's and ending. That, that is why Facebook is dying. Yeah. Because I think people... $230 are, billion. Dollars, 30% drop in the year. Yeah. So I think this drop was 25%, but they already dropped five. Yeah. So it was already looking bad. But and it's only cliff. going to get worse. It's only going to get worse because you're right. Like, I think that 
Look, the algorithm's their number one problem because it puts people in their own echo chambers and it encourages conflict. That is, and early on, conflict is good early because a small amount of conflict, people pay attention. And that's what that industry is all about. It's about vying for people's attention. Yeah, right, there you go. So here, just hold that up to the camera. But the thing is, when conflict gets too prevalent, there is a large percentage of people in society who are completely conflict diverse. They move away from it. Yeah. Like if you're at a pub and a fight breaks out, most people don't walk towards the fight. The majority of people yeah. try to get away from it. And it's exactly the same with social media. People do not want to get involved in conflicts. Therefore, if every time they log on, they are exposed to conflict, they end up just switching off. And we're starting to see that. The way I see it is, is if you had a profile, if you had a, if you ran a bar, right, of like, let's just say it's from left to right, yeah. okay, and you could fit anywhere across this line. Mm-hmm. Those interactions that you see on the internet, other people on the far side, that's right, of each side arguing yeah. each other. But if you're a centrist and you get into that, you're just going to see these people fighting. And think, man, this sucks. And the difficulty is, is that you've got people on both sides, the far left and the far right, trying to appeal to the centrist to get them to come over. And the only way that people, because they're not having an actual nuanced debate about yeah. things, they don't realise that the way the ways they're going about trying to appeal to the centrist, just, they turn the centrist off. Yeah. Because as soon as you, as soon as you play the man, as you invite them to play you back, and then no one's perfect, so everybody loses. Yeah. And it, it, nothing moves forwards. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think... We've got everything to lose, nothing to gain. Exactly. And, again, that's and why... Now, and now, the only thing you had to gain on social media before is to get your audience. When yeah. you're going to pay for your audience. Exactly right. Yeah. So, like, I've said it a million times before. I would probably be off Facebook if we didn't have the podcast, because I do. we do still get a little bit of cut mm-hmm. through on Facebook when it comes to episodes being up and... It's not every episode, but it's certain ones like that, should I vaccinate my children one, that got massive cut through mm. on, on Facebook. So it is it is a semi-useful tool for now, but pretty soon it won't be. Mm. And it's it's dying its own death because they haven't pivoted. Like they put algorithms in place that worked to a great extent to get engagement. And then they've like they naturally will end up going too far. It's what happens with these like machine learning algorithms? They just take okay, this thing worked. I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to do it bigger. Okay, it worked even more, so I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it bigger, no. and it goes blah, 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 and it ramps itself up to a point where all of a sudden it's too much. No, I I think the algorithm can work, but they put the wrong parameters in it because the parameters. The problem with Facebook is that their goal does not align with the user's goals. Mm. That's the problem. Yeah. If 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 the algorithm was tu- if Facebook got paid more to show to make people happy, then the algorithm algorithm would be skewed that way. Yeah, yeah. But their only metric is eyes on, mm. and they've realised that the best way to get eyes on is to have you outraged. Yeah, because okay? so, human beings naturally look for threats. Yeah, so and we pay attention to threats. That is, uh, they could tomorrow they could change that. They could change the algorithm to, to realise what positive enforcement you're getting, what positive interaction. They could do it. But, but it, does, it doesn't get paid. probably won't. That's right. They definitely won't. It doesn't get a pay, so they won't. Yeah. And that's why, like, someone's already been accused of being raped in the metaverse. <laughs> in the metaverse. Okay? I heard and about what that. do you think you're going to get? What Can you, you explain expect? that story? 
So a, a, a lady claimed that she went to an online space in the metaverse and was groped against her will by other avatars. <laughs> now, at the RDO podcast, we do not condone any of that sort of... Uh, um, Non-consensual groping. Yeah. We, we but very what, much condone consensual groping, but consensual non-consensual... Consensual groping, good. Non-consensual anything, bad. Yeah. Now, what do you expect? What do you expect? Okay, so the, the metaverse was made by a guy who can't assimilate in the real world, yeah. So, but it happens to also be a multi-billionaire and therefore has the means to create another universe that he thinks he can be cool in. What's he going to do in that world? Grope. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen Westworld? I, I haven't watched Westworld. Dude, you've got to watch Westworld. Right. Westworld, where you could go to a world that had avatars and robots around that mm. looked like people and you could do whatever you want with no consequences. Right. Do you think people were just sitting around having a conversation? No. Of course not. They would have done the worst things that you could. Murder, rape, the lot. Bingo. That's yeah. episode one. Right. Okay? So, that's the metaverse. I'm telling you, that's what the metaverse is going to yeah. be. Now, will we... Will I have a go in the metaverse? Oh, sure. I'll, I'll have a look. I'll give you the tip. I'm not investing one freaking dollar. I'm not buying one of those headsets. And I'm disappointed at um, the guy that's heading it, that's the boss of Oculus, mm. is the creator of Doom, John Carmack. Oh, really? Yeah. And I don't... I find him an extremely intelligent man. I don't think that's his vision. Mate, I really hope... Because John Carmack is an old school yeah. nerd, right? He's an old school nerd. Was at the end of Doom 2... That when you kill the icon of sin and then you like you find the severed head of John Romero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's old school nerd shit. So what I'm hoping is this: the metaverse would be cool if they got everyone on board under the false pretenses that it was going to be this awesome space to interact with leftists because that's all it's going to be on there. And then next minute, he just turns on the Doom switch, and it's just demons attacking you from all sides. That's that would cool. be sick. I would, I would, I'd invest a dollar into that. That's pretty that. cool. That's pretty cool. I yeah. like that. I like that. And I think on that note... All right, let's leave it there. Thanks very much for joining us, guys, and we'll see you next RDA.